Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 14th Come Up Ins Reviews podcast. This is Brett from Come Up Ins Reviews. Hey, this is Ty. We're back. Number 14. Ooh, getting close to number 15. It's pretty good. <laughs> we sure are. <laughs> and, um, you know, we were watching Tiger Shark yesterday. Oh, yeah, that's on uh, YouTube from a, a YouTube a YouTuber, I guess, called JCT. And it's like a kind of a weird foreign, not foreign movie, but kind of a, you know, exploding hot type of movie. Well, yeah, what's interesting about that is, you know, it's shot in the Philippines and Hawaii for the most part. But oh, it stars right, Mike Hawaii. Stone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mike Stone and written by Ivan Rogers. Yes. And unfortunately, Ivan Rogers doesn't appear in the movie, but we got Mike Stone, you know, who's known for being sort of an associate of Elvis. And um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's his only starring role. I mean, he'd been involved in some other movies as an actor and a stuntman, but this is his only kind of starring role. Tava, right? Yeah, his, yeah, his name is Tava Parker, or Tava Tiger Shark, in quotes, Parker, which is his <laughs> nickname that he got in Nam. Great nickname. But we were talking about while we were watching it, there was a guy that looks like John Quinones from like the ID channel. Yes, and I think one of the baddies looked like John Quinones, and then we yeah. started to talk about how, you know, when these crime <laughs> shows go into syndication, one person just throws it to the other person, so, yeah. you know, they'll be watching ID, and they'll say, hi, I'm John Quinones. In 2015, <laughs> yeah. we just explored this case, and uh, yeah. Lester Holt takes up the story. Then they cut to Lester Holt in, a, in yeah. another studio from another time, and they said, "Hi, I'm Lester Holt." In 2003, we looked at this story, Morrison. and then they throw it to Maureen Meyer, yeah, Maureen and then Meyer, Maureen Meyer yeah. says, "Well, <laughs> you know." And then they just go on, and it's like an infinite loop of one person throwing it to another person. They never, act, yeah, it's always throwing it to someone else. So it's Maureen Meyer, it's Keith Morrison, it's Quinones. It's <laughs> who's right, next? So it's like an infinite loop of people. So. Because they keep recycling these shows and they keep adding bits to them, you know. So when you watch it on HLN or the ID channel, it's always one of these hosts just throwing it to another host. It's so funny because it's like, just, just host the show. Yeah, well, throwing it to other people. Well, well Maher, just host the show, not just throw it yes, to She does, she does have a cool leather jacket. Yeah, you know. pretty awesome. She could be an action star, maybe. She could. She has the revenge outfit, which is usually a leather jacket. And with Seagal, maybe a fringe jacket. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. Some sort of buckskin is usually. Yeah. Well, during the 90s, he went through yeah. his buckskin phase. Well, don't we? Haven't we all? You know, well, that's true. <laughs> well, that um, makes how far does this throwing back go? Because it's going to yeah. be like, well, then Maureen Meyer throws it to Lester Holt, and Lester Holt throws it to John Quinones, and then John Quinones says, well, then I'll throw it to Hugh Downs in 1989. <laughs> just, when does it end? It never ends. It's just a loop, a vicious circle loop. <laughs> yeah. So if you watch those crime shows on those cable networks, you do find that. It's really funny. And then I were talking about buckskin jacket just a second ago, mm -hmm. but I just wanted to mention the jacket that Nicolas Cage wears in Snake Eyes. It's kind of like oh. a cool kind of bucks, buckskin. No, it's not. Jacket. It's snake skin. Oh, snake skin. Well, snake eyes, snake skin. Yes. I thought that was the most awesome jacket ever. It's like, I need to get that jacket. Yeah, I don't know if you can actually just get one of those. I guess can I have you? to ask Nicolas Cage, but maybe he has it in his closet. You know, it's like, I'd like to think if I had that jacket for any sort of movie, I would keep it. I, if I could, I wouldn't just give it back. He should wear it more often. He should just wear it now or just maybe Snake Eyes 2. You know, they make all these stupid straight-to-video sequels now, like Bulletproof 2 and 
Doom 2 and oh, what's the other one? Oh, Inside eight, Man well, did 2. 8mm 2. Oh, 8mm 2, yeah. <laughs> so Snake Eyes 2 maybe isn't so far behind. Wicker Man 2. You know. But I know what you're thinking. Was it was it um, Inside yeah, Man 2? Yeah, Inside Man 2. It's like, Inside Man 1 doesn't need a sequel if you watch the movie. And then the, well, it, it, mean, yeah. it's the same company, right? They, they did yeah. Hard Target 2. Yes, Hard Target is all Universal. So Universal must have some sort of, well, they do have some sort of uh, offshoot that's just like, uh, what, are we, can, what can we make for sequels? How about, hmm, Inside Man 2, Hard Target 2. We need oh, Kindergarten Cop 2. Kindergarten Cop 2, Cop and a Half 2. Um, there's so many other ones. Well, See, now they're getting Undercover Brother 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, because, you know, it's a cop and a half, too. So that's like two and a half. And then they can carry the one or, you know, they, they're getting that very could, mathematical now. That could be the next sequel. It's like cop and a half three, carry the one. It's like yeah, well, that's true, which you might learn if you're a little taught in school, you know. Because remember in the first cop and a half movie, there was that little kid. And it's like, I want to be a cop, Burt Reynolds. And it's like. <laughs> um, and that goes on for about 90 to 100 minutes. Yes. And it's. Not a very good movie. <laughs> well, but I think I saw it at the time and not since, so my memory's yeah. a little hazy. Yeah, same here. I kind of remember the kid was bullied or something, and then Burt Reynolds has a mustache, and he doesn't want to be around the kid. It's typical, you know, kid stuff. <laughs> so you're saying stick with Malone? Absolutely. Hey, what's his name? Malone. Yes. <laughs> Coming um, soon to a full podcast. Yes, someday. Someday we're going to do that. We'll get Paul back and we'll we'll do that. Yeah, that'll be fun. Just go step by step. <laughs> yes, which we, which we have yet to do because, you know, other podcasts do that. So, you know, I don't want to necessarily do everything other podcasts do. Oh, but no. I think in the case of Malone, it's warranted. Oh, for sure. I mean, it'd be fun to go step by step because every step he takes, someone asks his name. Well, that's <laughs> so true. It's... It might get a little repetitive. Malone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we got a new – we got our segment. We got our two segments yes. to do. Well, let's do our classic segment, which is they should have been an action star. Nice. Should have been an action star. I know we don't have a song yet. <laughs> yes, but that is what's going to be the song once we finally get the song. We'll remix um, it with the uh, – <laughs> Yes. DJ well, Scribble remix or something like that. Yeah, it'll be great. But um, we did – if you were paying very close attention in one of the past podcasts, we did a little clue as to what this one would be. So here it is. It's certain people in the Brady Bunch cast, namely Christopher <laughs> Knight and Barry Williams. Oh, that'd be so great because, you know, their family gets slaughtered. They're Brady Bunch and they're out for revenge. How about kidnapped? Or kidnapped, fine. It's a darker version. We got kidnapped. Well, but it would be dark. That's true. He would have, like we say for everyone, he would have some sort of beard stubble or he'd be yeah. grizzled. Very grizzled. He, he has maybe like a half beard. You know, it's like <laughs> right. And he has a gun, and you know he goes and finds the abductors of oh, the family see. or the killers. He, he tracks them down. Maybe he has like a map. You know, he's really talking about maps. It's like well, one of King Mahi's Island was all about maps. <laughs> Nonstop maps for that one. It's like, but I think they found the the secret. We won't say what the secret is. I'm not really sure what. I'm it still was. not sure what the secret <laughs> is, but um, it might have just been spoiler gold. But it's just, well, I don't know if that's really a spoiler because they're really they're through the whole movie. They're looking for gold. But that's uh, true. Just like that song. Remember, um, I want the gold. 
I want the golden. Oh, yeah, uh, the leprechaun. Yeah. The leprechaun. What happened to that? There was people there with the leprechaun. Maybe they should have a follow-up story. That They're, is true. They should follow that up. I think we all want to know. That was a long time ago now. I, I hate to even say it's probably like 15 years ago, but it seems oh, so yeah, new. Oh, yeah, maybe more. It's like, but that was the hot YouTube, you know, uh, story or. Yeah, know, that was like when things first started to go viral. That was one of the first things, I think. He's like, the leprechaun must have been a crackhead and he got him hold of some bad stuff. It's like. Yeah, that, that woman is a treasure. Yes, yeah, she is. Um, oh, yeah, so and, and of course, artist rendering right. is what makes it. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is, <laughs> they have an artist rendering and it's very, very accurate. <laughs> That's all we're going to say. That's all we're going to say. But if you look up, um, geez, how would you find this? Let's go on. Uh, how about you look up Leprechaun Gold Song? Or I yeah, want that gold. could do it. Or it's in Alabama, I think. So if you look up oh, like okay. Alabama Leprechaun, I, I yeah. think you might find it. You put like, I want the gold remix. Yeah. Like that. that should do it. But yeah, we should go back to. Um, or oh, the, the Brady, Brady kids. So yeah, yeah, I think Christopher Knight is the best place to do this, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe Barry Williams. But it could be like a Cynthia Rothrock thing where you could get uh, Marsha or Jan. That could totally happen. They just they go they uh, go undercover maybe in a karate school. Because there's a, mm-hmm. you know, maybe some drug smuggling in the karate school for Cindy and Jan. And yeah, Marcia. I can see that. <laughs> and Mar- you know, always hear that Marsha, then they say it 500 times. I'm not going to repeat it. But the, the, well, but, but what uh, if Marsha, you know, got revenge? I, I can see it now when, when they really get tough and they really get, like, time for revenge. You know, she always looks in the mirror and, like, you know, brushes her hair. She punches mm-hmm. the mirror. Yeah, and she has to put on a black revenge outfit. Perfect. Uh, maybe a Maureen Maher leather jacket. Yes, maybe. <laughs> well, her name in real life is Maureen McCormick, isn't it? Perfect. So she's already like Maureen Maher. <laughs> well, yes, I think they have the same name. Welcome to the Maureen Maher podcast. Just... Or, yes, or if they team up, maybe it could oh. be. Yeah, Maureen McCormick. Maureen, Maureen. Maher. Maureen yeah, well, we'd have to think of a name, but like a very Brady revenge. I don't oh, know. Perfect. Yeah, very Brady revenge. <laughs> Maybe Spot can also help. Is that their name? Their dog? No, Tiger, wasn't tiger. it? Tiger. Yeah, Tiger. Well, just like Tiger Shark. Yeah, Tiger. Oh, that's true. Dog. Maybe, you know, Oliver, you know, could use a job. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, Cousin Oliver maybe could, uh, <laughs> you know, be part of this somehow. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe he had some clues. Yeah, he could be like the. Let's see, no one will get this reference, but he could be like the elf expert character. Like, he'd be like the guy who knows everything about what's going on. Or elf or elves, you know. Yeah, elf. elf yeah, if you see elves, the AIP movie, you know, there's the expert. And then lots and lots of movies, especially like horror and sci-fi or whatever. There's the there's the character yeah. that knows everything, the expert character. That, yeah. 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 Uh, he could be like that. Like, maybe he could just know <laughs> information. It sounds like a good one. Very Brady Revenge. It sounds good. And, yeah, uh, I think so. I think those are our those are our peeps today. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so that's should have been an action star segment. We have, yeah. you know, name your Brady kid. It really could be any of them, but I think, you know, if I had to pick one, mm. uh, you pick I don't Knight? know. That's tough. Maybe Knight can really definitely pull it off, and Barry Williams for sure. Yeah, I mean, and Knight does have some experience because remember he had that reality show, uh, My Fair Brady. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I mean, experience not really in the action world, but in the outside of being a Brady. 
one of these days, because everything is new again, everything old is new again, they're going to bring back old reality shows. They're going to bring back a very, uh, what was it called, he said? <laughs> I believe it was called My Fair Brady. My Fair Brady, or Scott Bayo is 45 and pregnant, or <laughs> stupid shows, all flavor of love. And then people will really reminisce fondly about the great times they had watching these shows. I guess that's what happens now because Rock of Love is on Amazon Prime, which I watched. Which you watched. I, I watched uh, most of the complete series. Then it got boring because, you know, then they had Charm School. <laughs> and, you know, when they were all being bad stuff, it was more entertaining. Then they became, you know, nice. It's like, ah, that's not fun anymore. Well, you tried. <laughs> Somehow you Brad watched Michael. all that stuff. I did. It was fun. Well, it's only half an hour. You get hooked in. And let's not think about Brett Michaels as an action star, kind of, in uh, No Code of Conduct. And a director. That's right. He directed that. And there's a lot of oh, whoosh, whoosh, noises, like swoop noises every uh, transition. Yeah, that seems annoying. I, I, yeah, you know, I've never seen that. So you, you have to tell the audience uh, what that's like. Well, basically, it's Charlie Sheen, Charles. This is a Charles Sheen. Oh, that was a Charles, yes. That was a Charles Sheen. So, it's Charles Sheen, Mark DeCoscos, and they're cops on the edge, and you know they, you know they fight drug dealers and such. Brett Michaels is only in the beginning. Something might happen to him. Won't give it away. But, uh, but isn't <laughs> another person in it, like Martin Sheen? Yes, Martin Sheen is in it, and also Joe Estevez. So <laughs> okay, Sheen, the Sheen family reunion. <laughs> And then he did another movie with Charles, right? Or Yes, A Letter from Death Row. Right. Now, that one is not very good. I mean, there's a lot of terrible, like, editing effects, like flash flash effects. He's, like, doing karate. This is Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels doing karate in the mirror. And he's, oh, I don't want to think about it. It's going to give me a headache. <laughs> but No Code of Conduct is better. Yes. If you have to pick one Brett Michaels-directed movie, pick No Code of Conduct. Okay, well, that's a solid recommendation. So moving on to our second segment of the day, yes. we have cliche of the day. It's the cl- no. <laughs> I can't say about laughing. It's the cliche of the day. You know, I have to be extra excited. Yeah, cliche of the day, um, yeah. And as I probably will say every time, this is not meant to be negative. You know, this is right. the cliches that need to happen that we all love and enjoy. And um, our cliche of the day today is, Ty. Yes. No more mistakes. Yes, it's when the baddie admonishes his underlings to not make any more mistakes in their pursuit of the hero. Said hero. And usually what happens is no more mistakes. And maybe they sh- he shoots an underling also. That means yeah, it does really happen, bad. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's how you know they're really bad. Because every time we think of these cliches, I'm trying to think of examples, and it's hard. But you've heard this before. Mostly every movie has this. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's hard. To, I get why it's hard to think of examples because it just happens so often. You could name almost anything. Maybe you know what's a good example? Maybe rapid fire because you know they cut back to Nick Mancuso like no more mistakes. Well, why can't you get Brandon Lee? Oh, <laughs> he's eating <Yeah>. spaghetti. <laughs> right. Yes, as a lot of unfortunately Italian uh, baddies do. They're, they'll be in like a like an Italian restaurant <laughs> with not a lot of other people around. Yeah, usually you got these uh, Guido's types, and they're just eating a bunch of, you know, rigatoni and stuff. He's like, oh, God, right. he's got to kill this Brandon Lee guy. Or, like, well, Lowe. that's almost a whole separate cliche on its own, where they have a, an Italian gentleman in a, um, a restaurant that's sparsely populated. He kind of has the place to himself, but he also gets yes. orders in between his bites of his pasta. 
<laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, I, I was telling you this yesterday about when I watched Wannabes. It's like kind of a wannabe gangster movie. And mm. one of the insults that the character gets is, why don't you go home and watch The Sopranos? <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, very topical. Yeah, well, it came out in 2001, 2002, so The Sopranos was very hot. So I can see why he would go home and watch Sopranos if he had an HBO subscription. So. Which, you know, we can assume he does, and now you can probably catch the repeats. You oh, know, it's readily available. So, yeah, no more mistakes. I'm trying to, every movie has a lethal weapon, rapid fire. And all the smaller justice, ones, too. Smaller yeah. ones, too. Um, well, I'll try to think of some more examples. Okay, but I think anyone listening to this knows what we're talking about, so... Yes, uh, I also, I just remembered. Remember, in the last episode, we are talking about Shotgun of Addison Randall? Oh, yes, know? I'm glad you're bringing this up. He's, like, he's not in the movie, but he directed it, and he wrote it. Okay, so that's what you were thinking. Yeah, he was. we were talking about him in Deadly Breed, and he's like, hey, is he in Shotgun? N- no, but he directed Shotgun, so... Okay, so for anyone out there who wanted that answer and didn't look it up themselves and was dying to know, now we have the answer. Addison Randall was not in Shotgun, but he was heavily involved behind the scenes. And has that great song, The Shotgun of Jones. Yeah, I think we might have mentioned that, but I can't remember. But yeah, has, The Shotgun of Jones yeah. appears to be the lyrics of the song. <laughs> the Shotgun is, of Jones. Yeah, The Shotgun of Jones. Yeah, the shotgun of Jones. Yeah, that's <laughs> what a song. What a movie. It's great. Everyone should great see movie. it. I think it's on Amazon Prime. I think it is. Last time we checked, it was on Amazon Prime. Maybe it's a lot of fun. It's yeah, it's a great cop on the edge movie. Oh, for sure. And I, I'll try to pick up a copy one of these days. Well, if you could find it, I definitely think it's worth adding to your collection. Yeah, I'll even get the DVD. I don't just get tape, tape, DVD, Blu-ray, Betamax, anything. I want shotgun. <laughs> is it on DVD? I think it is. Oh, yeah. I think it's, that's how I got it back in the old days of Netflix disc. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it might well, be expensive now. Maybe. But then again, it seems like the type of thing we might be at Goodwill and it'll be there. That's true. I'll, I'll keep an eye out. All right. But, so now we, uh, that was our cliche of the day segment. Um, all these great segments are now done. Now we can talk about uh, the. No, we, we have one more thing we have to talk oh, about. What is that? Which which is the movies we watched last night. Oh, that's right. What's <laughs> um, So with our friends Dave and Brendan, which we all we will occasionally have a movie night where we watch movies, and we weren't sure if these were action movies or not, and they kind of yeah. skirt the edges of being yeah. action. Very close. So I'm probably not going to write a review for them, but I thought mm-hmm. because they're close enough, maybe we can just kind of talk about them on the podcast. Sure. And we watched. Well, I guess I'm just taking them in order. Yeah, go ahead. You go ahead. We watched Out of Time. Yeah, it was called Out of Time. Yeah, Out of Time, not Out of Time. Yeah, O U T T A Time. Yes. Now. Great cast. Yeah, check out this cast. Hi, do you want to run down the cast? You got it. Mario Lopez, Richard Lynch, John Saxon, and Carlos Mencia. (laughs) Yes, and I think you're forgetting. uh, Ali Landry. And. A certain entertainment tonight. Oh, Nancy O'Dell. <laughs> right, because I think last time we mentioned how Tash should be an action star, but yeah. in this, it's while it's not strictly speaking an action movie, we do get an entertainment tonight personality is in Nancy O'Dell That's as one of the baddies. Cool. It's really cool, and she has like a you know great announcer voice towards the end of the movie when she's explaining her plans. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and, and she does look a bit like Sarah Palin in the movie. Yes, and someone looked like um, Monica Lewinsky in it, too. So yeah, one of the like secretary characters. Yeah, very political. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so as far as out of time goes, there are some almost action sequences. It's, But I don't think it quite makes it. I mean, it came out in 2001. It was released on tape and probably DVD by Artisan. So yes. that's a pretty, you know, above board, you know, mainstream company. For and, sure. Real, everybody's seen an artisan movie. So. <laughs> and But not one with Mario Lopez as the main star. That's true. And, and, and this one he plays David and he's a soccer Morales. player who hurts his – David yeah. Morales. And he's a soccer player who hurts his knee. And, and then I guess what, he's recruited to be a part of these exper- uh, experiments? Yeah, and then he has to take this – like um, cooler, like a beer cooler with yeah. something mysterious in it. But then, you know, it's the MacGuffin, so it's the thing everyone wants. So he goes on the run, and, you know, the the baddies are after him, the cops are after him, the FBI is after him. You know, they think he's a evildoer, but really he's not. He's just trying to, you know, take this cooler to the right place, but then he encounters all these problems and issues along the way. We've seen that type of movie before. Of course, now, once again, cannot think of examples. But, you know, someone um, has a you know, race against time type of movie. Right. So, I mean, yeah, like a car does kind of blow up. No one dies. It, you know, it's like. Um, no. And then there's maybe a bit of shooting, you know, including Carlos Mencia shooting people, which. Yes. Which is amazing. Where else are you going to see that? <laughs> you, as I think we joked yesterday. You yeah. might say he steals the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, he loves stealing. Other people's materials and their guns and their shootings. <laughs> yes. So, you know, a very interesting cast, you know, John Saxon and Richard Lynch, you know, they're, they're there. They're, they're in the there. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but really, it's all about much. Mario Lopez. Yes. And Ali Landry are on the run. Yeah. Remember when Ali Landry had like love Doritos? You know, <laughs> if you want to go back in time. <laughs> I think that maybe a, that's what she's best known for, but yeah, she does team up with movie. Mario. Yes. It's, and it's a VHS you found in New Hampshire at the I did. Uh, warehouse. I found it at the, the Your Movie Warehouse. I found it for $3. And maybe it was even free. I got so many tapes there. Um, of course, there is one great scene where, you know, throughout the whole movie, he's carrying this cooler and mm-hmm. he's like running and he ends up in this park. And there's yes. all these people <laughs> having a pic- different like picnics on blankets. Yes. And every single one of them has a, a similar cooler. The same cooler. <laughs> it's like really the same cooler. So he frantically goes up to each and every person inspecting their cooler. <laughs> and it's just it's highly ridiculous. Why would everyone be there with the same cooler? It's uh, It was funny. Everybody gets to be like, what? Get, get off my cooler. Get, get your hands off my cooler. And all these, <laughs> these people yeah. are yelling at him. <laughs> yeah, which actually does happen. And then, you know, you do hear the word cooler a lot because then a lot of times people say to him, give me the cooler, hand over the cooler. I want the cooler. Yeah. Uh, and we were talking about duffels, you know, eight heads in a duffel bag. Yeah. Like, give me the duffel, give me the duffel, give me the cooler. <laughs> right. So, it, you know, because there's a lot of running around and, you know, like I said, some explosion, like one explosion or some shooting. But I don't think it quite makes it as far as getting a review on the site. So I figured no. we would just mention it, mention that yeah, it exists. Fine. It, it exists, which is very impressive. And there was a trailer for Hard Cash with Christian yeah, Slater. Which I think Dave and Brendan were, were seem more interested in watching Hard Cash. <laughs> I, you know, I saw that at the Goodwill, but I think the disc was a bit uh, scratched up, so I didn't buy it. 
So I'll find it again. You know, I gotta okay. have the cash because I gotta have the cash. It's hard cash. So Christian Slater has appeared. Now, the other movie we watched, it's a movie that goes by a lot of different titles. Oh my goodness. The movie we saw the titles we saw it the title we saw it as is Homeboy. Yes. It is not the one with Mickey Rourke, which I've never seen. It has Philip Michael Thomas and Dabney Coleman. Yes. Sounds good, right? No, and other titles it goes by are Bogard. Black Fist, Black Street Fighter, and of course Homeboy, which is the VHS version, which I believe was released at, by Xenon. Now, was that a Xenon tape that we watched yesterday? I believe it was. Oh, no wonder. Those are kind well, of janky tapes. The quality was not very good. The picture was no. very fuzzy. The sound was awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, it's very misleading. Because yes. there's a guy with like bullets, like a bandolier, like around his chest, and he's screaming while shooting a machine gun, and he looks like Zeus Tiny Lister, or is a Tiny Zeus Lister. Right. Yeah, that character, that type of character, is not in the movie at all. No, and I think that's why Brendan even bought it was that awesome guy on the cover. Right, so. which is definitely misleading. It's it's an uh, it's not really what you would call a punch fighter, but it's close. It's a very, very early punch fighter with almost no punch fighting in it. It's almost like the hitter. But right, the hitter had more punching. Oh, yeah, it had a lot more. This There's like two brief scenes of punching. It's more like a drama. Supposedly, he's getting revenge, I guess. It's very hard to ascertain what's happening. <laughs> it is. Um, as I said yesterday, there's a good movie somewhere in there, but it's buried very deep, you know. Um, it could have had a could have been a hit, and it could have been a real good movie, but it's just it, it's not. It, it, the picture quality doesn't help because it's hard to watch because your eyes get blurry. Yes, but I do have some information about that coming up. But I did want to say that the director Timothy Galthus, actually, mm-hmm. and what's interesting is the you know I said how much I like the soundtrack. Yes, it's by this guy funky. Richard K. He's credited as an uncredited co-director in some places. Oh, interesting, which is. Very interesting. But Timothy yeah. Galfes, um, get this, he didn't direct it, but he wrote, wait for it, Matilda. No. <laughs> he did. He's the writer of Matilda, the boxing kangaroo movie. And also That's he did some amazing. episodes of Night Gallery. What a career. And he also directed this. But I think it's very interesting that he was involved with Matilda. I did not know that. That's great. I I've been waiting to see Matilda for a very long time. You want to mention, well, Matilda is not the movie with the kids movie with the magical kids. It's a, it's a boxing kangaroo movie from the seventies. Yeah. And hopefully we'll get our hands on that. Yeah. Robert Mitchum and Elliot Gould. And I think it's like produced by McDonald's. (laughs) Of course it is. (laughs) Um, but like I said, the soundtrack by Richard K is definitely a standout. It's, in the credits, it said there's a soundtrack album. I looked online. I couldn't I find it. Um, I could do a deeper search. I don't know if that was actually released. And if it was, it was a very small release. Mm. Um, it was pretty funky. It was. I liked it a lot. That was one of the best things about it. That's all. That's all. That's what we all said when we were watching. Oh, good soundtrack. Good soundtrack. Movie, not so hot. <laughs> um, but there is some very interesting trivia i found now this a lot of this is from imdb so you know take it for what it's worth i'm just going to read this so um, 
says, in February 2019, independent filmmaker Orlando Eastwood unearthed reels number four and five to a 35 millimeter theatrical print of the original Bogart cut. As per his research, the Bogart cut was only released on VHS in Spain. He is currently working on locating the first three reels of the Bogart cut and a film print of the Black Fist cut for a planned Blu-ray release. Whoa. And there's more. The original cut of this movie was rated X. Oh. <laughs> so what's interesting was probably for violence, I would think, even though it wasn't violent at all, really. No. I mean, very minimal. That despite having a limited theatrical run in its original X-rated version in early 1975, Charles L. Hamilton, president of independent distributor Worldwide Pictures, purchased the rights to the film and shot new sequences for a proposed sequel and was released in a recut version called Black Fist in 1977. So the movie does have kind of an interesting history. Maybe this upcoming Blu-ray release, if it ever sees the light of day, will redress some of this, which I said at the time or yesterday. Yeah. If we can see a better print with better sound and maybe a more together print, there could be something here. It could be a real uh, winner, I think. It's so close, but it's right now at this in this state, it's just not. Yes, that is true. Um, but Dabney Coleman is good in it. He as yes. he usually is. He plays the guy named Heineken. That's <laughs> his character's name, That's and he gets great. involved with the punch fighting, of which uh, there Leroy. isn't very Leroy much. Fisk. Yeah, Leroy Fisk is the punch fighter. That is right. That is Leroy Fisk, and. Um, well, it's funny you mentioned Dabney Coleman because we I just watched that Dabney Coleman movie called Taken, not the Liam Neeson one it's from 1999. I got it from the warehouse. It was a pretty good movie. It's a kidnapped drama, and Dabney Coleman's kidnapped, and certain people don't want him to return. So mm. It's a decent movie for sure. A good thrill. You get kind of hooked in. So check it out if you can. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but you know I do like those TV movies, so... There could definitely be something there. Movie. Yeah, I think it was. Oh, oh, it wasn't. I, or I don't was? know. I I haven't done that part of the research, but um, it was just the movie that went maybe straight to video back in the day of 1999. Um, also, one of the taglines for Homeboy or Bogard or whatever you want to call it is, and I quote: "The big bad black dude of the streets. He'll bust you up, slam you down, and blast you into pieces." So just wanted to get that on the record. Well, I'm happy it's on the record and now recorded for posterity. <laughs> it sure is. Um, but Lots yeah, interesting, interesting movie. It is, you know, it's from the 70s. So it has a bit of a 70s kind of slow pace, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I don't know. I did I, because of the dearth of action. I didn't want to necessarily write a review for it. So this is our little discussion. Right. The discussion kind of review of it, too. So that could yeah. be another thing if, if we if we find more movies that skirt the edge. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Which sounds like a movie in itself, skirting the edge. Yeah, skirting the edge. And it's like riding the edge, that movie. And walking the edge with Robert Forster. Right. Yeah, exactly. Riding the edge. That's a BMX bike movie, right? Um uh, right, some, yeah, maybe, I can, maybe a kid has a BMX bike in it. <laughs> maybe that's all I remember from it. Well, it's from the '80s. There's a really good chance. I've seen it. I just don't. That's all I remember. Like he's on a dirt bike or something like that. That's all. That's all I got. I'm trying to remember if I've actually seen it. Um, it might be an old review on the website, actually. So if I can just yeah. look, give me just a moment. 
right. But yeah, in the meantime, I do have a plot description. Oh, yeah, 1989, yeah. Yeah. Okay, That's so it's on the site? It's on the site from a long time ago. Um, when when you brought the site back up in 2010, just an old one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Raphael Sabarge. Oh, yeah, Raphael Sabarge. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's definitely one of these character actors. You've probably seen it in numerous movies and TV shows. It's kind of yes. like if Never Too Young to Die was normal. Wow. <laughs> that's yeah. that's a hard uh, <laughs> thing to imagine. I mean, what's Stargrove without Stargrove? <laughs> Stargrove, flying to the danger zone. Stargrove. Stargo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can't sing as well as you, but uh Well, thanks for saying I sing well, but uh it is they don't play that song enough though in Never Too Young to Die, Stargrove. Mm. If you remember. Well, well I, they play it during like a training sequence yeah, where he's jumping on a trampoline. Yes. And John and, Stamos th- might come back for one of the character names we're gonna mention in this episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I think that's all the business we wanted to talk yes. about, and we can get on to the main subject. Yes, here it is. Kill. kill. The kill movies. They're starting with the word just kill. There's also yes. kill it. But this well, is I think just, we can do a separate episode about those. Yeah. But this is just kill. So, all right. What are they? We have 10 movies on the website starting with the word kill. So here they are. Kill crazy. Kill line. Kill point. The Kill Reflex, Kill Squad, nice, Kill Switch, boo, Kill the Ninja, Kill Zone, 1993, Kill Zone, 1985, and Kill Zone, 2005. Those are all. Well, one of those is one word, and two of those are two words. Yes, that is correct. The 1985 one is one word, Kill Zone. Right, one word, yes. All right, so starting from the top. We have Kill Crazy, and this is why I'll get why I mentioned Stamos again. Mm. Because this Kill Crazy is a David Hevner movie. And this is the classic Alexander Grady Puckett. Yes, and when I'm in Alexander Grady Puckett, I was thinking of Alexander Grady Westerfall. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Born to Ride, his name is Grady Westerfall. So yeah. there's a very uh, tenuous connection there because they're both named Grady, I guess. Yeah, that's what made me think about it. At first, like, wait, is this the last name Westerfall? No, it's Puckett. Like, <laughs> that would be like weird Gary if it Puckett. was the same character. <laughs> like Gary Puckett, you know? <laughs> yes, and the Union Gap. That's true. They're, they have some weird songs. If you, don't listen to <laughs> the lyrics too much. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I don't think that would fly too much today. Some no, of their stuff. no, I won't even sing them. Oh, so, well, that's saying something. So um, maybe we'll, we'll, I'll keep you in suspense. Maybe I'll sing a Union Gap song. So um, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say this is he's a boxer. Is this? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's a Raging Cajun. Oh, right. Yes. Kill crazy. He's a crazy Vietnam vet. Now, oh, we have a. We have a quote from the movie, okay. and it says, I wish I had a nickel for every time someone called me crazy. I'd be rich crazy. <laughs> I remember that now. I, Alexander Grady Puckett says that. Yes, and it also stars Lawrence Hill and Jacobs oh. and Bruce Glover. And now I remember they were, these women are like camping in a forest and then Puckett shows up and kind of menaces them. Yes, yeah, that's exactly right. Because we watched this movie, or at least we posted it six years ago. We probably watched it in 2013. 
I think we got it from Video 7. I think it's still there, by the way. Um, oh, are you going to buy it? Maybe I will, actually. Let me. I'll have to put it in the massive pile I have there. <laughs> so, yeah, it's Alexander Grady Puckett, Ruben, played by L, uh, Lawrence Ellen Jacobs, Malox, and Harry are Vietnam vets from the local VA hospital. And then they have to battle a white supremacist named Mallard, played by Bruce Glover. Uh-huh. Kind of a, I don't say jungle slog, but no, I think we actually like the movie. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. I mean, the plot almost sounds like um, Avenging Force. Yes. Which is funny. It's it's not nearly as sophisticated and as big budget, if you want to say that, as Avenging Force. So what's funny about this one, well, uh, let me go back to Avenging Force for a second. Because remember you said the same name, like Grady Westerfall? Well, in Avenging Force, uh, Dudikoff is named Matt Hunter, the same mm. name as in Invasion USA's Chuck Norris, Matt Hunter, because it was supposed to be a sequel. Right, yes. But let's, let's go back to Kill Crazy, which is interesting because he has a song in it. You know, David Hebner, he loves to sing. So, I'm an outlaw yeah. prophet. <laughs> oh, yeah, on the run. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Excellent. Outlaw on the run. Yeah. Well, it's a very catchy song, and was that the one that had the infomercial for his album before the movie? I think that was Ragin, Cajun. Oh, that was, man, I just, I can't get enough Ragin, as people call it. (laughs) Just Ragin. Well, it's great. You don't see that anymore. Like, before the movie, it was was like a, I don't know, 30-second to a minute commercial, like an infomercial, with a 1-800 number. It's like... I don't know if he introduced himself. Like, hi, I'm David Hebner. Yeah. You, or, or did he? Or, is that the, or I'm thinking of the Rothrock one where it's hi, I'm Cynthia Rothrock. And just like, uh, <laughs> I can't say about the rooftops. Uh, hi, I'm Jason Gedrick. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you rent a movie and you have a little commercial where one of the stars introduces themselves, you, you know you're in for a good time. Yes, and they have to say hi. <laughs> Forget about that. But, so, but or there could be the one that we have mentioned, I think, before with Collision Course, where, it, you know, Jay Leno doesn't show up, but HBO guarantees yeah. things. Yeah, it's, a, it's a satisfaction guarantee. If you, why would someone ever ask for the refund? As we mentioned before. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, we don't need to go over it too much, but that is another movie with a commercial yes. involving the movie before the movie. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. Anything else we want to say about Kill Crazy? Um no, it's it's like the most dangerous game. Uh, that's, oh, so it's I, one of those. Yeah, it's the most dangerous game movie. Kind of like surviving the game or, you know, uh, Master Blaster. You know, Death Ring. Death Ring, yeah. <laughs> Death Ring. We'll have to go back to that one because I think we're going to do the Death movies. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Death well, Ring we'll spend some there. time talking about that. We won't say what's uh, in the review or, you know, in the movie because it's very funny. We'll keep you in suspense. Well, let me just give a quick hint, which is, you know, we were talking about stuff that happens before the movie. Yes. What you see that uh, with this happens n- not after the movie, but yeah. almost so. Almost. Almost. Keep you in suspense there. Yeah. So maybe we'll do that in the next episode, the death movies. So, yeah. Um, that's it. Let me just put it this way. It shows why it pays off sometimes to watch the credits. Yes. Always watch the credits because you'll never know what funny things you might find. You know, like the naked well, gun and stuff. Just oh, funny things. Or, you know, kind of more in the vein of our site, hostile intent. 
Yes. At the end of that movie, end of the credits, there's a there's a, a name. They say special thanks to Paste Bucket McWoo. We're not kidding. That's a real name. Well, it's something they really put in the credits. And if we didn't watch all the way to the end credits, we'd never <laughs> even know about Paste Bucket McWoo. Who is of course, this we don't know movie? who Paste Bucket McWoo is. We don't know but... yet. I we haven't figured it out yet. It's a uh, a mystery, but I love to get it solved. Because who is Pace Bucket? Pace Bucket <laughs> McWoo, if you're out there, get in contact with us. You know, yeah, we want to so know we'll, who you are. We'll give the contact info, and maybe you'll, hey, it's me, Pace Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> like my name isn't really Pace Bucket McWoo. It's really Pace Bucket Johnson. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pace Bucket Jones. That's like, yeah. The, the shotgun of Jones. His first name was still Paste Bucket, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else would it be? So there's one more um, thing I want to mention about Kill Crazy. Okay. Which is um, he wears a shirt that says the word Pucket in big letters across his chest. David Hebner. Well, as you would. <laughs> it's like, of course, so if you're being hunted, that might not be the best thing to wear. Like, I think that's Pocket. I think I see him. <laughs> I think I see him. Maybe that's someone else named Pocket. It's a very common thing. You know, it's like a brand name. And uh, I guess we can go right to the next one. Yes. I just want to mention it more. No, um, no. Kill Line. Great title. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, go I, ahead. I don't think we actually liked Kill Line that much. No, we didn't. I found it at the archive. And I was like, whoa, Kill Line? Great time. I've heard of the movie. And I was like, I got to buy it for a dollar. It's not very good. And then we found, as I said, we found Kill Line to be pretty disappointing. Just there was nothing there to hold your hat on. But what was the guy? Um, the main. Oh, Bobby Kim. Bobby Kim, yeah. Well, he looks like uh, Charles Bronson. Right, right, right. Um, the only thing we like, we have a term. We have, there's two terms in this review. It's a it's a laction movie. Oh, is is that where we debuted that term laction? Oh, you know, I think it was the bad batch or no, the bad the bad pack. Sorry, the bad pack. Remember Robert Downey? Okay. We, yes. That was a laction movie. Right. I don't know what how they make these movies, but they're supposedly action movies, but they lack. Action. <laughs> they lack it, so it's a laction. <laughs> so it's a laction movie, and it has uh, middle-aged punks, maps. Oh, I love those. I love middle-aged punks, MAPs, maps, or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> I think there was something about Zach Morris. Also, we what? mentioned Zach. Oh, here we go. Yeah, so there's a underlings in the movie are named Mark and Paul, but Gosselaar is nowhere in sight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, for, yeah, I remember it's sort of like a disappointing, mediocre type of action movie. I, there's probably a couple of cool sequences, to be fair, but it's just so it's just it's hard to remember. We saw it a couple of years ago now. So it's it's gone. I, so I still it, have the tape. Just, I'm not, I'm well, if you find it for a dollar, I guess it's worth keeping. Maybe we'll watch it again that in like <laughs> ten, five to ten years. Five I don't to know. ten years when I realized I'm now have to rewatch Kill Line. It's a great title. I mean, I I'm, I love that title. Yeah, how could you not want to buy a movie called Kill Line? Or at least watch it. Exactly. But it was a disappointment, and that's unfortunate. And now we can go to our next one, which is Kill Point, 1984. The Leo Fong movie. 
is it Leo Fong? I love Leo Fong. Yeah, Leo Fong, Richard Roundtree, Cam Mitchell, and Stack Pierce. Right. You know, was Chris DeRose involved with this? No, that is the movie called Lockdown. Because I think it has almost all the same cast, right? Or the same director. Something. Frank, Frank Harris is the director of Lockdown and Kill Point. So you're right yeah. about that. Was Lee, Fong was in lockdown? I don't remember him in that. I, I don't think Fong's in it, but I think some of the other people, like maybe Stack Pierce. Yeah, Stack Pierce. We, I have something to, something funny to mention in the review for for this. And I'll, I'll but I do it. think Frank Harris, as a director, doesn't really get a lot of um, attention. No, no. No one says, "Hey, Frank Harris," you know. But he did make consistently a lot of action movies throughout the '70s and '80s, and you know. If we can shine a light on him, I think that's a good thing that we should be doing. I mean, what's interesting that, you know, I, we watched most of his movies. I have to get his filmography up, but we didn't really like this one again, Kill Point. We said it was kind of amateurish, haphazard. Mm, that's I not always a bad shocking. thing. That can be maybe, a good thing. Maybe, I think it's worth a rewatch. You know, I have it. I see it all the time in my uh, on my shelf, so I should maybe rewatch mm-hmm. it. But yeah, maybe a rewatch is in order. I think so. Maybe I'll watch it next week. Like Leo Fong's in a helicopter. Wow, you have a great memory. I don't know. I, well, I know Richard Roundtree's in a Richard Roundtree's in a helicopter. Someone's um, in a helicopter. What's funny is, I guess Cameron Mitchell also has a dog in it, and Sparky the dog as himself, as the credit says. And go ahead. No, <laughs> and you know, it, 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 it's, that was a stretch for Sparky. You know, usually <laughs> he plays other people, but or, or other animals. And Sparky the cat, or Sparky the dog, had Sparky the cat. Well, that would be a real stretch. Because <laughs> you always see no those, like, dogs YouTube ever played a cat on screen before. No, no, you see those YouTubers they dress up their dogs or dress up their cats. So if they dressed up Sparky, <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> ah, Sparky. Uh, wow. Well. No. Well, there was Larry the Wonder Dog. No, um, who's the Martin? The, uh, Martin the Wonder Dog was in Homeboy, but I'm thinking of another Wonder Dog in um, Young Warriors. Oh, uh, yes. I, the name of the dog is uh, escaping me at the moment. Mm, that's going to um, be tough to. I think I got this. Um, oh, here we go. Casper the Wonder Dog. Oh. Okay, so. So so just to get it straight, Homeboy had Martin the Wonder Dog. Yes. Young Warriors had Casper the Wonder Dog. Yes, and this is Sparky the regular dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think he's a well, Wonder Dog. Uh, anything else to say about Kill Point? Yes, I have one more thing to mention about Kill Point, which is, we said in the review, it's kind of funny, is that Stack Pierce, besides having an awesome name, looks like what would happen if Bill Cosby turned evil. <laughs> hmm. no. what year did we write that review i think that'd be very important to know yeah 2011 oh okay so eight years later he went to prison Bill see that's why you need to years. read our site we get tomorrow's news today <laughs> it's like early edition a great program it, yes if you want it, we're always very ahead of the curve Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's I read that again. Like, huh, he is evil now. So, interesting. Definitely interesting. But now we can go to the Kill Reflex, a.k.a. Soda Cracker, which I just oh, Good old Fred. 
Good old Fred. Yes. Fred Williamson, Maude Adams, and Bo Svensson. A classic Fred movie, you know, with he teams up with Bo Svensson for the nth time. And um, <laughs> yeah, someone... that deadly, uh, what was it called? <laughs> deadly. <laughs> well, Steel's Law. Steel's Law. And the one where they're in Vegas. Oh. Yeah. What, Three Days to a Kill? Well, and the other one. We watched it a long time ago. We mentioned on the. I know it, these titles are very, very hard to remember sometimes. But, but but keeping in the spirit of the kill reflex, aka soda cracker, there's a scene where someone's in like a high rise building, and then someone has like a remote control helicopter, and then yeah, someone kills them with it or something. Yes, that's absolutely right. Because I just rewatched it, so I remember all of what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, but from what I remember, that's a movie highlight, you know, besides Fred. Well, if, here are a couple things I want to mention about it, which is the, the tagline's cool. It says, when the system fails, you make your own justice. Yes, that is good. And also, it's almost a spoiler. I don't know if I want to even say this. But mm, all right, fine. Don't say it. Don't get close. I okay. don't want to have spoilers. Okay. It's, not, it's, it's a spoiler. It's more of a really funny line a bad guy says. Um, when someone's closing in. Well, mm-hmm. I can say it, I guess. When right, if, you're, if you're really, really worried about spoilers, just take take your, out your headphones or wh- however right. you're listening to this. Okay, so I'm just going to read the part from the review. It says, when Soda's finally closing in on Ivan, I think that's, uh, is that Svensson? <laughs> um, <it's> like, <laughs> one of the baddies says, now you got Soda on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a spoiler. Well, it's so funny. I don't want to give it away. It's like oh, 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 oh. So it's not a plot spoiler. It's just, it's it's just something it's awesome. When you, yeah, okay. It's a dialogue spoiler because it's so funny. Like they said it with a straight face. It's like <laughs> <laughs> we're still laughing with that now. And we, we, <laughs> it's so funny. You said it's such a straight face. It's great. Um, but besides that, I think we enjoyed the movie, The Kill. Yeah, Fox. we usually enjoy Fred. What's funny about that one also is. It's superimposed title because it's called Soda Cracker. Yes. So, so if you watch the VHS tape of the Kill Reflex, this Fred, Fred Williamson is the Kill Reflex. Yeah, he is the Kill Reflex. <laughs> that makes no sense. They didn't bother to take out the is. Yeah, to take out the is, they wouldn't even notice that. <laughs> I mean, because last night there was a pretty bad superimposed title. Yeah. You know, Homeboy is not the original title. That, right, uh, as you mentioned. So. Yeah, so it's a common thing we see, you know. Well, I'm going to jump around for the next one because okay. I'm going to end on a real high note. So okay. we're going to get we're going to get to the one I I should have gone next. So the next one we have now is oh no, Kill Switch. Now we mentioned this <sighs> on the Seagal episode a little bit because you know he's a disgusting, brutal, vile torturer in this one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Steven Seagal. <laughs> yes, source. that's well said. <laughs> Um, one of the worst Steven Seagal movies I think we can say that oh. at least out of the ones we've seen which is a lot of them this has got to be one of the worst and maybe number one I think we even said number one in the Seagal uh, Seagal free for all <laughs> oh yeah with direct video kind of stone. I think he agreed yeah. he agreed he agreed because it's like what's funny we mentioned it it's like oh yeah it sucks you know <laughs> <laughs> so I will just quickly go over this again I guess really fast um, well, I'll just mention some of the things we put in the review because um, Seagal's name is Jacob in it, and the closest parallel to the movie is Jake and the Fat Man. But in a ah. wild twist, Jake is the Fat Man. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has that 
stupid southern accents like because he's supposed to be from louisiana i can't do a southern accent but (laughs) well neither can seagal so well that's true i mean i can do my accent when the I can't say it without laughing. The digital conversion. Remember digital conversion from 2010? 2009, yes. 2010? Like, I get my digital conversion. <laughs> what am I having to my rabbit ears? It's like oh, I think you dropped out there. You might have to do it again. Oh, I dropped out? Okay. Yeah. Do your digital conversion bit again. Okay. So <laughs> I need to have my digital conversion. Why is there a digital conversion? It's like, <laughs> it's not a good accent. That's what Seagal is. So, yeah, but at least you know your accent is not very good. It's not good. I'm not good at Southern accents. So, or I could do Seagal. Oh, it didn't stop like, him. No, I didn't. I have a kill switch for you. He doesn't say that. Does he actually but, say that? No, I made that up. But Oh. Well, yeah, because that's a bit too good for the movie. I thought <laughs> there's no way that would be in the movie. That dialogue is too intelligent for yeah. a kill switch. <laughs> I just made that up, so that's better than this stupid movie. So we're just going to... Um, right, so the supposed hero tortures a bunch of people, and it's really annoying, and don't watch it. Okay, so now we're on to quickly go to the next one, which is Kill the Ninja. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, yes. I'm assuming... I understand why this movie might be gone from your memory. Okay. Why is that? Yeah, I don't remember anything either about reading the review. Um, it's a Sybil Danning adventure video. Oh, well, I, I enjoy those. I mean, I like the box art. The box art's great. The Sybil Danning portions are great. The movie itself, not so great, because it was really dark looking, if you remember. I remember Sybil Danning. That's what I remember. <laughs> well, it's, I'm looking at the review now, and there's people named, uh, the buddies are named Pong, Macau, Satoru, and King Kim. And much punching and kicking ensue. That's what we have for the review. But we also thought it was kind of middle of the road and boring. Absolutely. Okay. You're absolutely right. So we just say the best parts of the movie are the tape or the Sybil Danning bits. Yeah. Well, I get what they did. They tried to take a loser of a movie and, you know, dress it up with <laughs> Sybil Danning and you know, get people to rent it or buy it. And I got suckered. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not alone. No, I, I, mean, I think when I bought that, it wasn't that cheap on Amazon. I mean, it was cheap on Amazon. Oh right, sorry. It was cheap. Amazon. It was very. It was like five bucks. It wasn't like a fifty bucks. <laughs> well, yeah, but that was back then. Yeah. But you might be on the verge of buying another Simple Danny adventure video because there's one well, you know right. on the shelf at the archive. The bad bat? Oh, I keep on watching the bad batch. The bad bunch. Was it's a big box, right? I can do it. I'll have to buy it if it's still there. I so think it I will be. Anything else to say about Kill the Ninja? I mean, Ed Bobby Kim, no. is that the same guy as uh, as Kill Line? <laughs> is it? That would be interesting. I haven't done that much. I should have done the research on that one. <laughs> Whoops. Well, but, uh, well, well, I feel like unless you have something else to say, we can move on. Okay, we're moving on to Kill Zone 1993. And it has your favorite character name. Go for or, it. Oh, but you're going to say it. Horace no, Wiggins. Oh, no, I'll oh, right. This is David Carradine as Horace Wiggins. No, that's a name and a half. So, I don't know how they came up with that name. I don't know why his name is Horace Wiggins, <laughs> but it is. And he's in Vietnam. And yep. Classic jungle movie, classic Serio yeah. Santiago jungle movie. He shoots people. He has a cigar. His name is Horace Wiggins. Not, not, nothing bad about the movie. Just def- Once again, kind of middle of the road. 
you know, they'll, you know, they'll be a scene in an office with a framed picture of Nixon in the background. And then <laughs> they talk yeah. and then he goes out and mows down some more people in those triangular rice paddy hats. And then he goes back and then there's another scene in an office and on and on it goes. Well, yes. And according to what we wrote here, it says that he sports a non, a not, not the most flattering tank top, a do-rag and skull and cross, crossbones on it. So, so that's towards well, the end of the movie. That's kind of awesome, actually. <laughs> especially for Carradine at that time in his life. Because we've seen some of those other Carradine movies a long time ago. Future Force, Future Zone. Yeah, Future Zone and Future... Um, no, not Force. Sport. That's Force. Oh, right, Future Force, yeah. Future Force. Future, Future Sport zone. is a uh, classic movie we'll be watching soon with Dean Cain. And Wesley and, uh, Snipes. And Wesley Snipes as Bix or something like that. Right, and it's not at all a knockoff of Rollerball. Nope, never heard of that one. This is future sport. But back to Horace Wiggins. Yes. Um. Well, I was hoping you wouldn't say that. Oh. <laughs> say something. <laughs> okay, well, you had something to say about Horace Wiggins. No, no, I've actually nothing else to say. I, I, uh, I ran down pretty much the the meat and potatoes of the movie. Well, that's. You were right. So I guess we can either move on or just say it's not a bad guard, you know, tower fall, exploding hunt movie. Just, there's better ones out there. Watch yeah, Commander. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> watch Commander, last, aka Last American. Oh, uh, yeah, everyone should watch that. That's that the before. ultimate. In the, last epi- in the last episode, all the last title episode. So we mentioned that, talking about Craig Allen. You know, Craig Allen's not. another movie that we haven't seen. It's called The Game. Uh, I've heard of that. I want to yeah. see it. Um, it's available. Well, not it's barely available, but it's on VHS in America. It's just very okay. difficult to find. So, and plus, it is kind it. of a generic title, and there are other movies called The Game. Yeah. It, Michael Douglas, you know, he's... In and the I think there's a horror movie as well. Yeah, so there's um, a lot of, that, that's why it makes it even more difficult. So our next movie... Let's run... Or let's run no, 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 or, no. No, that, that's not Horace. Okay. We got this is a good one. Uh, Kill Zone 2005 uh, with Donnie Yen and Sam yeah, Hung. And, yeah, and Sam Hung. Yeah, it's also called Sao Po Long or something. Yeah, I don't want to butcher the Chinese. SPL. That's what he yeah, SPL. It. And I think there's some sequels like SPL 2 and 3. Yeah, and... I never seen the sequels, just this one. But there's some killer martial arts fight oh, scenes in this movie. Oh my goodness, they're amazing. The fights between Donnie Yen and Sam Hung are fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they're great. You can't help but get hooked in. They're very well shot, very well choreographed. You can't help but enjoy it. Yeah, it's definitely Samo at his best, I think. Absolutely. I mean, certainly in this that part of his career, you know, in, in the 2000s. I mean, yeah. I mean, not that I've seen every single Samo movie. There's plenty I haven't seen. But out of the Samo I have seen, this is at the top. You know, it's excellent fight scenes. I can't agree more. Um, and so that's a recommendation oh, for, for people sure. who haven't seen it. Yeah, definitely check that out for sure. And now we're on to our second to last movie, which is Kill Zone with one word, 1985. It's a it's AIP, AIP and it has William Zip. Yep, we got Bill Zip. We got Fritz Matthews. Mm-hmm. Should I mention, uh, you know, my like term is like. Sure, we're on the subject. So yeah, okay, so. Oh. When you're at your video store or anything, really, Netflix video store, either you can watch all the hits or you can watch Fritz. <laughs> hits or Fritz. So, 
Right. So that's the thing you've been saying for years, like as far as people who watch like more mainstream material or people that dive into these cult movies, yeah. B movies. So it's kind of like saying hits or fritz, you know, it's you got either hits or you got fritz. Exactly. So I think that's it's fun to say it, too, because <laughs> but I think it's a good a way of thinking, good way of watching movies. You want to do the hits, you want to you know, or watch the fritz. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a it's a catchy phrase, and how often do you get to say it's a fritz? You know, I, know. It's, it's... I love it. <laughs> well, in this one, it says, "Welcome to Scare Camp, a military training area, designed in every detail to resemble the horrors of Vietnam." Uh, I think we definitely enjoyed this one. I think because it's kind of like AIP's answer to. You know, uh, missing in action, POW the oh, escape, yeah. maybe platoon uh, a bit. Yeah, so it's there the AIP version of those sort of um, behind enemy lines, you know, trapped behind enemy lines in Vietnam movies. Yeah, and to, it definitely uh, a, maybe a top AIP. I kind of I'll have to rewatch it because you know you get hooked in. I think you care about the plight of these characters. Kind of a hard one to find now, Kill Zone, but uh, I, it has yeah, a I cool. Artwork. Oh, it sure does. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, it's like a drawn artwork of these guys shooting and these helicopter exploding and all those explosions. Yeah, and uh, it's cool lettering. Like whoever did the lettering of Kill Zone. Yeah. So this is a it's a quality it's a quality fun AIP actioner. And I guess yes. we have a quote from the movie, which is oh. I don't know who says it though. He <laughs> says, "Cut the chatter and listen hard." <laughs> Interesting. I don't remember that at all i don't even know if i would include that as a quote today he must have said it in a kind of a funny way yeah i don't remember though i'll have to rewatch it just like i have to watch kill point so a lot of kills to rewatch oh um, well, if you have the time <laughs> so we're on our last movie so oh i'm ending on a high note okay jeez this is a good one kill squad Oh, yeah, we are ending on a high. What a movie. <laughs> yeah, because last time we did this, epi- uh, we did an episode, we did Deadly. I ended on Deadly Target, but eh, it's kind of a weak note. So we're doing, but today we got Kill Squad. Awesome. Well, Kill Squad is just a ton of fun. It's, it's might be the ultimate assemble a team movie. Yes, yeah. Which I always enjoy, you know, with the, they have a mission, so he has to go around like whoever the leader is and assemble a team, go to different areas and would find people with different skills and assemble them all together for the ultimate mission. Well, it's funny because it's, it's about a rival electronics company. So it's like if nobody beats the whiz, it's like <laughs> killing off people from like Bernie's. It's, just, it's like ridiculous. Well, you know, I think, you, you know, on Instagram, you had your thing about uh, getting even. Wasn't yes. that about an electronics company? Oh, <laughs> King Kenderson, or was that something yes. else? I think it was. Wow, your memory's really good. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Well, it was some sort of company. It was like corporate intrigue. Which is the best kind of intrigue. <laughs> what about sinful intrigue? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Besides the sinful intrigue in the PM movie, barely. It's barely a movie. I'm like, oh yeah, that person did it. The mystery's over. <laughs> it's like that's what they do on. Uh, I can't say it. Remington Steel. Because all they do is that stupid banter, Remington Steel and the lady. It's like, and they just forget about the mysteries. It's like, oh, yeah, the butler did it. He's over there. It's like, <laughs> well, I, you know, that was 80s TV for you. You know, they said Pierce Brosnan. I guess they figured that was enough. It wasn't. You got to have better writing. 
boxes. No, that's true. But, you know, Kill Squad, it's a hard movie to find now. Oh, my goodness, it's difficult. <laughs> I don't have a copy. <laughs> we had to watch it with I know you friend. want one. It's one yeah. of your most wanted. Yeah, top, definitely top five would be uh, Kill Squad. So, yeah, Kill Squad, Burning Vengeance. <laughs> I know. Listening. <laughs> well, uh, Matilda, the aforementioned yeah, Matilda. Matilda. Yeah, so we're mentioning all the uh, hard-to-find VHS. Well, I think that'll be a common theme running through a lot of these podcasts. Um, well, I did want to mention the director of Kill Squad is Sean Donahue. Patrick well, G. Donahue. Pa- right, Patrick, his father, right? Yes, Patrick. Yeah. So Sean Donahue's father, Patrick Donahue, who, who was a great director in his own right, made Kill Squad, and it's just so much fun. And the Donahue family line continues because the Sean Donahue movies like Blood Hands and Pearl Violators are great, too. And, of course... Uh, <laughs> about laughing rough cut is that a donahue it's like, oh yes yeah that's a good one well i we haven't seen a sean donahue movie we haven't enjoyed or patrick donahue that's a great point every single movie he's made has been a blast this savage so instinct and of course, they parole. call her macho woman that was a good one gotta rewatch that one we got parole violators uh, almost a modern day classic <laughs> i do want to mention what the, the the actor and the main actor in Kill Squad, his name is Jeff Risk. Oh, yeah, Jeff Risk. Yeah, I forgot about Jeff Risk. I wish my name was Ty Risk. That'd be so great. I know. I know. Jeff Risk, such a cool name. You don't mess with Jeff Risk. No, you don't. (laughs) You don't even dare to risk it, you know. Yeah, no, he's risking it all. The speed of the moment. <laughs> Speaking of which, I hear Rad is coming out on Blu-ray soon. That's gonna be awesome. And I, I talk about a day see. one purchase. I, I might even pre-order that sucker. Crew Jones. Yeah, if you see like on Amazon that Crew Jones, if there's like a pre-order date, let me know. I definitely will do that. Well, wouldn't it be must... awesome if, if they included the soundtrack? I would. I don't have to pay big bucks for Blu-rays, but I would maybe pay about forty-five to have the soundtrack with it too. Yeah, because, you know, they've done that in a lot of Blu-rays. If they did, oh, man, if they did rad, you know, cleaned up, transfer with extras, including a CD. All the great John Farnham tracks. Yeah, with a slipcase. Oh, my God, it would be the best thing ever. It would be the release of 2020. It would be great. It would. Yeah. Because I hear uh, through the pipeline there might be an American rickshaw Blu-ray coming down the pipe. I heard about that. I, maybe maybe it's I a new company. Of, I might have to get rid of my tape. You know, mm, I don't know. Because well, I have but the, it, uh, what was it called? That, oh, sorry. Yeah. American Tiger. That was the uh, alternate title, right? Um, I think you're confusing your gay lord. Okay. <laughs> okay. As you do. As that's a very common thing to do. That's a sentence and a half. Because <laughs> there's American... Anthem. Oh, no, actually, you're not. Because oh, okay. there's American Anthem. Yes. And then American, and American Tiger. Tiger, a.k.a. American Rickshaw. American Rickshaw. <laughs> that's <a> very <laughs> awesome title. It uh, is. I think that's what the original Italian title translates to. I rewatched um, it last year. It was very, very wacky, very weird well, movie. Yeah, and I think that's why it's getting a Blu-ray release. Because, that's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, more people should see it because like you said if if you just saw the vhs box art you might 
I mean, you'd want to see it because it looks cool, but you wouldn't realize how weird it is. That is true. Miami just got hotter. That's the tag. <laughs> That's with me about looking it up. I just remember that. Well, of course, because, yeah. you know, Mitch Gaylord is just your innocent, everyday rickshaw driver in, in Florida. <laughs> he gets I into mean, a whole heap of trouble. <laughs> yeah, that is something we always say. He gets a whole heap of trouble. And, um, and Matthias, he was joins the fray. Exactly. Well, not in that movie. That's just something we say. Oh, that'd be a great idea, though. Mitch Gaylord versus Matthias Hughes. Good. Why didn't that happen? At least Matthias Hughes has fought all of our favorite people. You know, Billy Blanks and Jeff Wincott and Don the Dragon. So that's pretty good. Oh, it's very good. And among others, I mean, Jorge Rivero and... That's right, Fist Fighter. I guess there was never a Fist Fighter 2. Now, since it's on IMDb, but I guess not. Well, it's like, you know, that happens a lot. There's these movies that aren't really ever made or ever really released. Like that Missing Martini movie. That's right, yes. I think that they even took that off IMDb. So it's, oh, I think it's, just so it's that IMDb. much of a non-issue. Like Arctic Warriors, I think that was never made. I would love to see that. Because we've seen made. every other Martini movie. That, I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Return Fire is that great song by uh, Gunslinger. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Return Fire. And then don't forget about the other one. Got a fight. To the finish. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Uh, go ahead. I want to mention one much more about Kill Squad. Unless we're... It's just that it's a great movie and it needs a Blu-ray release stat. Yep, that's basically it. <laughs> oh, that's the end of the kill list. Well, okay. Kinda, well, there's killing, but we'll do that another day. You know, like, no, that's, we said we're going to do that as a separate yeah, episode. We are going to do that. So killing, you know, a killing machine of Dolph Lundgren, you know, I'm the killing machine. So, well, I'm sure you'll have plenty of chances to do that on that episode. I wanted to sneak it in because if you actually, what's really funny about the Killing Machine, I'll I'll make this quick. Is that if you look it up on the well, when I used to play it on the TV guide, they called it Dolph Lundgren is the Killing Machine. That was the title of the movie. I that think that's what the Blu-ray or the DVD box art says. That's some sort of weird error. Clearly, it's Dolph Lundgren is the Killing Machine. So. Well, the, Fred Williamson is the kill reflex. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> but the, I know, interesting. We'll do that another day. Another, we'll do more killings later <laughs> of titles. And on, <laughs> and on that note, um, I know you wanted to do some shout outs and, and yes. we'll do the contact details. You want to do contacts or shout outs first? Which one do you want to um, do? Uh, shout outs first? Yeah, yeah, yeah do the shout outs. Okay, so we have a fan, and I've really, these two great guys are really great people. Um, they have an Instagram under Egg. I can't say. I can't speak today. Egg. Ah, I can't say it. <laughs> <sighs> well, they have a podcast called the Trash Tapes Podcast, and their Instagram is the Enigmatic Productions. <laughs> there I got Enigmatic Productions on Instagram and Trash Tapes on iTunes, and they're really, really. Uh, they're two British guys. They're really funny. And they do all these silly movies like we do. You know, they do uh, Miami Connection, or Samurai Cop, Wicker Man, Barbed Wire. And they've, they're very infectious. They have these great laughs. It's like, it's like and, well, uh, it, and go ahead. Well, so they inspired us to, well, I haven't seen Barbed Wire or Wicker Man, but they inspired yeah. us to, or to, yes. for you to rewatch them and for me yes. to watch them. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun to re, uh, watch and rewatch those because – when they when they were watching barbed wire, it was hilarious because they go explosion, yeah, 
I can see why you like these guys because it's kind of like you. You know, you you get very excited about explosions, exactly, and blow ups and such. So, uh, yeah, I talked to them on uh, Instagram message, and they're really uh, really nice people, and they've been listening to our podcast. They said they love uh, the Seagal one because we mentioned the thing about him looking like Roy Orbison Seagal (laughs) (laughs) in the reverse shots. (laughs) So their names in the podcast are Edward Harvey. And Johan Chipol, C H I P O L. So those are names. They want to check those uh, those people out on Instagram or iTunes. Okay. Do you have any other shoutouts? Nope. That's it. Oh. Okay. I thought you had a whole long list. No, okay. So that's good. Well, they seem like very, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like compatriots. You know, people yeah, that are like sure. us, yeah. but on the other side of the pond, as they say. Exactly. So yeah, it's a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah, check it out. Okay, and okay, so let's do the contact. Okay, I guess we'll start with, uh, well, there's the website itself, comeuppanceviews.net. And then we have Ty Comeuppance on Twitter. And we have a Facebook page, Comeuppance Reviews. <laughs> and my Instagram is Ty Action Rocks. And I post all my VHS pictures, and uh, that's always a lot of fun. And that's usually how you can kind of get a hold of me, because I just, I'm on there all day. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's oh, it. That's, that's good to know. And then, as I always add, yeah, if yeah. you want to do a podcast-related email, um, it's crpodcast at yahoo.com. Nice. Very – I'm assuming you get numerous emails. So it's great. Uh, the inbox is, is flooded. Yes. <laughs> uh, you may have noticed we haven't read any uh, yet. No, we but, but we will. But we will. I mean, what we could do if we really want to read listener feedback is we could read – the feedback we've gotten on the website. Oh yeah, we have is... website feedback and we have iTunes feedback from two people. They gave us five stars. So <laughs> well, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's well, like, hey, nice. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast <laughs> on iTunes, as they say. Yeah, I know everyone says that, but and then as I always say, only if you're gonna say something nice. Yeah, um, if you say something mean, come on, man. Don't do that, man. <laughs> just don't do come it. On. You know, don't yeah. go out of your way to be mean. Yeah, dude, um, just be nice, bro. <laughs> Yeah, really. Is that really so hard? No. Um, well, guess, maybe. Well, we can wrap it up. I was saying, speaking of going out of your way to be mean, there was that woman that yelled at us yesterday. Oh, yeah. We were just talking to Brendan, man. It just, yeah. You know, we got out of our movie night. You know, we yeah. we watched, you know, Out of Time and Homeboy. And then we were just talking for a few minutes outside, you know, that, as we were walking that. to our cars. And this woman, like, yeah. I don't know how she did it. She stuck her head out of her window and said, yeah. it's 11 o'clock. We're trying to Gentlemen, sleep or something like that. Gentlemen, it's 11 o'clock. It's like, so you see like in cartoons or, or old TV shows, some like old lady popping her head out the window, but that's all you see is her head. It's like, <laughs> well, and she had probably a pie cooling on her windowsill and yeah. she, had a, she was holding a rolling pin. Absolutely. And her husband is wearing long johns. So it's like, <laughs> he has a, a corn cob pipe. I've been wearing long johns and he has a beard, a white beard. Now I should mention that you know this is in an apartment complex. Yes. And um, we were just talking, and it was a Saturday night. Yeah. So it wasn't. Party. It was not a school night. It was not a work night. No. You know. It's a party it, night, Saturday. Yeah, it's you like, have nowhere to go. So why yeah. are you yelling at us that we're talking? And no that, talking allowed. I guess there's no talking anymore. Great. See, that's why we have this podcast, because we can talk on it. 
And I'm like, right. we can talk all we want, and that woman exactly. can't stop us. Yep. Then she said, "Well, gentlemen, you get off this podcast right now." That would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she listens. That's the other yeah. thing. She probably listens to our podcast. We don't know her name. We don't know basically where she lives because she's kind of was <laughs> a head out of nowhere. But she listens. Much like Jalal Murhai. That's right. The floating Murhai head and expect no mercy. That was great. When and as one of our commenters said, I, I don't know if we could. Should we say his name or? Well, it says Roger said. Yeah. That movie was censored in Finland. <laughs> and, and he thinks it's because of the floating Murhai head, which is hilarious. That's so funny. I love I that he said that. Finland will crack down on Murhai heads. <laughs> wow, that's a weird Well, they, they, they lead the world as in, in countries that are cracking down on Murhai heads. <laughs> Murhai heads. That could be a podcast. Well, that, too, that's too. the end of the yeah. podcast. Yeah, okay, okay. You wanted to end it right there. <laughs> <laughs> we end on Murhai heads. Maybe well, I mean, sometimes you have to end on a disturbing note. You know? That is true. Maybe that could be a podcast, Murhai heads. And then, uh, <laughs> People are real big fans of Murhai, Jalal and Joseph. Well, yes, that's true. There are two Murhai. I don't think they're related, are they? No, it's just a coincidence. If he was never in a PM movie, that would be cool. Jalal Murhai in a Joseph Murhai film. And that's true. You'd think, yeah, you think if they were related, that would have happened. Action Risk or something like that, like Jeff Risk. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe he could start with Jeff Risk. Jeff Risk. Man, that's an awesome name, but we, we should probably let <laughs> you guys go. <laughs> you probably want to go on with your day. Yes. But thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back real soon. Yep. Goodbye. Goodbye. Restless but tired. I'm running through my dreams. I'm haunted and haunted.